worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we chat with Weyburn Extension Crop Specialist Sherry Roberts, who's on the road for a crop study. We have a harvest update. We talk with the Dean of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine about misguided social media advice to take a livestock drug to treat the coronavirus. Real Agriculture talks with the CEO of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture sponsors an agricultural leaders election debate tomorrow night. And we have a weekly update on cattle markets and water supply support projects. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Harvest ranges from 60 to 100% in southeast Saskatchewan. The crops extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says there are still some specialty crops to be combined. In some areas, they're 100% done. That's an absolute. When you drive around, you look, there's just uh, harvested fields everywhere. Other parts, not so much. There's still some canola in some certain areas. Of course, there's flax uh, and, of course, soybeans. And there's still quite a bit of corn out there. Of course, I'm not sure whether it's going to be used for grain this year, whether it's forage corn. But, and of course, I've run across a few fields of sunflowers. So we still have some fields out here in the southeast. But from last week, we've made some real hefty progress after that rain came through. So overall, what would you say the percentage is? I would say in certain areas, 100%. Other areas, maybe we're at uh, 60. What are yields? You know, they are all over the place. I'm hearing some guys, of course, say in those pockets that didn't get the rain that they're way below average. A lot of averages I'm hearing, and there's... An awful lot of grain bags showing up out here, so I'm saying some guys really certainly went well above average. Did drought have much of an impact in the southeast? In pockets, but overall, no, not much. It was more the real hot days, did some some blasting on soybean blossoms, and uh, you'll see some of it on the canola. But in, in the areas that got the rain, no, it, it was uh, they combined with the heat and the rain. We had some fantastic growing conditions down here in the majority of the southeast. Has much been bailed for feed for cattle? Thank goodness I'm seeing an awful lot of producers that have stepped up. They're bailing 
awful lot of straw this year. A lot of guys have chosen to harvest their cereals in, in, as green feed, so I'm seeing a lot, a lot of green feed bales. And thank goodness there's even some folks that they're uh, bailing up their uh, lentil straw and their canola straw, and they're trying to do their part down here in the southeast to help out everybody. So producers are making steps to ensure there is some livestock feed for producers? I believe that they truly are making an effort this year, Jim. You know, a lot of these guys, it was, you know, I mean, there's a benefit to leave their straw on the land, but this year we're really in dire need of feed for our livestock so we can keep them and not have to sell them. The producers in the southeast start truly stepping up and, and they're bailing it and they're going to have it available, I'm sure. Tell me about your tour right now. You're a bit of a crop tour. What are you finding? Well, actually, I'm out doing, uh, finalizing up my soybean surveys. The ministry does a soybean survey every year to check for foliar diseases, and we also send root samples over to Manitoba so they test out to see whether we have any Phytophthora here showing up or any other root-type diseases in our soybeans. I have two more fields to finish up here today, and then I'll be done with my sugar survey, and then I have some flax yet to finish up, which we also do disease surveys on in cooperation with the University of Saskatchewan. So it's, it's basically trying to be proactive here and see what diseases we have showing up so that we can get back to producers and say, hey, you know, we, we found some plasma. You maybe need to be looking at getting some new seed, different things like that. So it's a proactive approach that, that the ministry has undertaken on surveys, and I'm just have a, it's a beautiful day to be out. What have you found? So far, the majority of diseases that you find with soybeans is bacterial blight and some sectoria leaf spot. That, that, that's real common, particularly in some of the areas that have hail come through. We did have little spots where little hailstorms came through. You can see the, the damage on the soybean stems, and with that usually comes bacterial blight. And it's not any, since it's a bacteria, it's not something that you can spray for. It's just something that you have in your fields, and you, it normally does not affect yields it, unless it comes real early in the season. Sherry Roberts is the Crops Extension Specialist in Weyburn. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Veterinarians are pointing out that ivermectin is meant for animals like horses and cattle and not for humans. There's been some buzz on social media about the drug being a possible treatment for COVID-19, but vets remind us that humans should not be taking veterinary medicine intended for animals. The Associate Dean at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the U of S, Dr. Chris Clark, explains the use for the drug. So ivermectin is a drug that we have been using in veterinary medicine for um, over 30 years, and its primary use is as an antiparasitic drug. So we use it to treat a lot of the intestinal worms in many of our species, particularly large animal species, um, and it can also treat some of the skin parasites as well. Um, in human medicine, my understanding is it actually won the Nobel Prize, and it is occasionally used not so much in Canada, but in other parts of the world to treat parasitic infections. Dr. Clark says there's plenty of risk when using ivermectin improperly. The veterinary formulations of this drug that have been in the news are designed to be used in cattle, sheep, horses, and they're designed specifically for those animals. So no one should ever consider using a veterinary formulation because 
It's not designed for humans. It hasn't been tested in humans. We have formulations of this drug that are available for large animals to be taken by mouth. Some of them are designed to be injected. Some of them are designed to be absorbed through the skin. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen if you start trying to put those formulations into a human. The other thing that is of real concern is these are drugs that are typically designed for animals that weigh 500 kilograms. So trying to work out how much of that drug to take in a typical human is fraught with risks, and there are very, very serious risks of overdosing. Clark adds the health warning labels printed on the box should be taken as a credible source of information. Many stores have pulled the drug from the shelves or require a prescription when purchasing it. Dr. Clark explains that's something they had to do. There are, you know, feed stores in Western Canada where this product is not available. What I can speak to specifically is certainly at the veterinary college here in Saskatoon, we made a decision to restrict the sales of ivermectin products for the next little while. So normally uh, a member of the public can come in and buy these drugs as over-the-counter medications. They don't require any sort of uh, oversight from a veterinarian. Whereas right now we're saying that uh, our clients would actually require a prescription from us in order for us to sell the drug so that we know it's being sold to people that have horses who are going to use the drug appropriately and not someone who is trying to buy this product for their own personal use. We don't want to be part of that, and we don't want to put people at risk. Dr. Chris Clark is with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by the Executive Director of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance, CAFTA. It is Claire Sato. Claire, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So CAFTA, just to remind our audience, is represents, it is a, a coalition alliance of all, the, all of the exportable commodities in Canadian agriculture. So trade, very, very, very critical. Claire, you put out a list of really the, the, the top five to thrive, as you call it, real real trade real trade items that whoever is elected as the government can really, really take action on. Are you a bit disappointed so far that trade has not really presented itself as, as much of an election issue at all? Um, well, perhaps as a, as a starting point, um, CAFTA represents the commodities, but also the value-added uh, uh, sector in the, in the agri-food uh, industry. So it's essentially 90% of what Canada exports in terms of agriculture and food. Uh, yes, the organization has released uh, its uh, top five um, policies to ensure that agri-food trade powers and Canada's costs post-pandemic economic uh, recovery. Um, there hasn't been, um, in the media at least, a lot of coverage on some of the those big 
uh, trade items, although we know that uh, CAFTA and its members continue to advocate at the regional, provincial, uh, there's levels for the importance of trade for for agri-food. So we know that these conversations continue to uh, to take place with candidates from all parties in every region of the country um, uh, throughout the, the campaign. Um, and essentially, really recognizing that, that agri-food exporters are at the forefront of sustainability, food security, and growth challenges, have to put out its top five actionable priorities. So any parliamentarian coming to uh, Parliament Hill really has a list of top five things um, to do um, as soon as he or she uh, gets uh, on the Hill. And at the top of the list is the resolution of SETA implementation issues for Canada's agri-food exporters. This is not news uh, to you because we've spoken about this uh, a few times uh, before, but really and more needs to be done to enable growth for the sector in, in Europe. And the CETA continues to be the best example of a deal that presents a lot of opportunities um, that continues to uh, disappoint, unfortunately. The second actionable um, priority is to create a chief of trade implementation at Global Affairs for agri-food exports. And this is really to inform progress and better coordinate uh, with industry the implementation of these big free trade agreements that have been implemented in recent years, the CETA, the CUSMA, the CPTPP, the CKFTA. Um, and this is something that really does not exist at this uh, time. The third uh, CAFTA priority is to uh, task the Ottawa Group to reinstate the WTO's appellate body and really shift from uh, business as usual policies to realities of the 21st century for um, the, the agri-food sector. The fourth priority is to uh, launch uh, trade talks with the UK and ASEAN immediately. We've been um, having exploratory discussions with the ASEAN region for the past four years, so it's really time that we, we look at more seriously, a free trade uh, agreement with that important region uh, of the world. Um, and then fifth, um, I will say it's uh, to look at what we do on the uh, advocacy capacity within the diplomatic network. Um, essentially, it's important to have boots on the ground, but it's also important that um, our diplomatic network and the network of trade commissioners is armed to promote the sustainability uh, and the science behind uh, Canada's world-class uh, agri-food uh, sector um, and really to protect a creating environment that is based on rules and science. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny, the high 24, the low 9. Thursday, clearing, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, becoming light in the afternoon. The high 28 tomorrow, the low 11. Friday, sunny, the high 24, the low 6. Saturday, sunny, the high 19, the low 6. 
Sunday, sunny, the high 20. 30% chance of evening showers Sunday, the low 9. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low 6. Tuesday, sunny, the high 21. Normal high is 19, the normal low is 5 degrees. The sunrise, the sun rose this morning at 6.23. The sun sets tonight at 7.28 p.m. Currently, the hot spot, Maple Creek, southwest corner at 26. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 13. Estevan is 23. Saskatoon, 21. Swift Current, 24. Weyburn and Yorkton, both 21. Regina is sunny in 21. That's 70 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 2. Humidity is 36%. The barometer dropping 102.1. Sunny in Moose Jaw. It's 23 degrees. Winds are from the east southeast at 11. Once again, Regina sunny in 21. That's 70 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture will host a National Agriculture Leaders Debate tomorrow the event will bring together the Minister of Agriculture as well as the agriculture critics and representatives from each national party. CFA First Vice President Keith Curry says although the debate questions will focus on the priority issues for farmers, it's important to note the role of agriculture plays in the Canadian economy. Food and agriculture is a common thread from coast to coast to coast here in Canada and certainly has a, a large influence and impact on our economy. Uh, we have nearly one in eight people uh, working in the agri-food industry and from our primary food production, uh, the fact that we're self-sustainable and are exporting food, we're, we're a big part of the economy of this country. So it's important to gather all the parties together to make sure that they understand the importance of agriculture and to find out where their positions are on on various uh, aspects of, of our industry. The debate will focus on key issues including the environment and climate change. Certainly as we know climate change is affecting us all and, and uh, as farmers and ranchers in this country we, we actually have a positive uh, role to play and so we're looking for that uh, partnership role for, from a, uh, the next government that's formed on how we can move forward and, and really dive into not only pricing but when you do uh, anything environmentally it, it doesn't just do it in isolation on the farm we do uh, we do things like sequestering carbon but carbon but we also have multiple cool environmental benefits that go along with that so we're looking you know on that front uh, as to where the position of the of the parties are other topics to be discussed will include business risk management programs research and infrastructure what we need going forward in the country. Research plays a big role in that. Where's the, where are the parties at on that? Infrastructure priorities. Do we know uh, what what kind of investments uh, uh, parties are looking to make uh, for rural Canada and our agriculture industry? Um, and if you looked at our producing prosperity campaign from the previous uh, election, uh, very similar themes 
along that line with respect to infrastructure in particular. And then, of course, I'm sure as we uh, as we get going in the debate, we'll talk about what really impacts us going forward, and that is the next policy framework uh, for agriculture, which is due to come into place in 2023. That will certainly play a big role. The debate begins at 5 p.m. Saskatchewan time tomorrow. That's 5 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, late tomorrow afternoon. The link to watch the broadcast can be found on the CFA, Canadian Federation of Agriculture, website. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mostly moving upward this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie outlines the price improvements for steers and heifers. We saw good news there again, Jim. So both uh, feeder steer prices and heifer prices were mainly higher, with the only week-over-week decreases we've seen in those middleweight categories. And so we look at the feeder steer prices. They range from $272.88 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $184.50 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase we saw was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, with prices going up $6.75 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $250. The largest price decrease for the steers was seen in the 600 to 700 pound category, weight category, and those guys went down $3.65 to end the week averaging $210.35 per hundred weight. When we look at the feeder heifers, they range from $221.94 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $177.35 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound weight category. So the largest price increase seen there was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with those girls going up $12.44. And the only price decrease we saw for the heifers was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category. And those girls went down $2.23 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $188.10 per hundred weight. What were the factors pushing up feeder cattle prices this past week? Well, so, I mean, the, the grain prices out of the corn prices out of the states went were were down, and so that might have helped a little bit. But for the most part, things here were pretty steady, like the Alberta Fed steer prices, feed barley prices out of Lethbridge, and auction market volumes were all fairly similar to the previous week. And what were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 7,227 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's up slightly from 6,944 head marketed the previous week, and a little bit higher than the 5,552 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? We saw a nice increase there as well. So the price for Alberta fed steers was reported at $156.27 per hundredweight, and that's up $1.88 per hundredweight from the previous week's price. When we look at the cull cow market, we saw the price of B2 slaughter cows go down just a little bit. They dropped four cents per hundred weight from the previous week to average $76.40. While the price of D3 slaughter cows, they saw a nice increase of $1.09 per hundred weight, and so they ended the week averaging $67.42 per hundred weight. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Ministry of Agriculture has developed a program this year to support livestock producers who need to improve water supplies during a drought. Agriculture Program Specialist in Prince Albert, Bryn Jones, outlines the program. The Government of Saskatchewan is making changes to temporarily increase the maximum funding a livestock producer can receive from the Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program, also known as FERWIP, for dugouts, wells, and pipelines. For the period April 1st, 
2021 to March 31st, 2022, the maximum rebate for livestock producers only will increase to $150,000. The first $50,000 will be based on a 50-50 cost share, and the remaining $100,000 will be on a 70-30 government producer cost share. Eligible projects include construction or excavation of new dugouts, expansion of existing dugouts that are increased by a minimum of one-third the original size, development and excavation of deep or shallow buried pipeline, both small and large diameter well development, and construction of seepage or wet wells. There are other components that are eligible when completed in conjunction with a dugout, pipeline, or well project. These include trenching and pipe from the well to a pressure system and water distribution point, pump-related upgrades and plumbing materials such as electric pump and controller, pressure system, fittings, and connectors, permanent fencing to exclude livestock around the new water source, permanently installed water storage tanks that are a minimum 1,000 U.S. gallons, watering appliances such as watering bowls, hydrants, or watering troughs, and all-in-one solar pumping systems. For more information on this and other related topics, please contact your local Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Office. Call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377 or visit us online at saskatchewan.ca slash agriculture. I'm Bryn Jones and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Coming up, market update. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for feed barley fell $5 at $339.65. Canola gained $0.90 cents at $862.42. One red spring wheat went down $6.73 at $386.95. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $735.06. Flax, $973.21. Lentils, $1,073.50. Oats, $362.53. Oats, $362.53. Yellow peas five oh five nineteen. Feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December fell fourteen and three quarter cents at eight ninety four a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a yearling and calf pre-sort on August 25th. Cows are holding steady from our last sale. 300 to 400 pound steers sold from 264 to 285. 400 to 450 pound steers sold for 254. 450 to 500 pound steers sold for 231. Heifers are about 50 cents back from the steers. We also had a regular sale on August 25th. Cows and bulls have held steady from our last sale. Heiferettes sold from 80 to 83 cents. D1 and D2 cows sold from 73 to 80 cents. D3 cows sold from 52 to 72 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 109 to 115. 
This is Jordan with Assiniboia Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 9,500 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 218 to 231 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,750 head, selling in a range of 220 to 232 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 71 to 78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 65 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2621. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.83 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed midweek, with the negotiated Western Corn Bill pushing $3.17 U.S. 100 weight lower relative to the previous day, while both national base prices were up by $0.08 cents 100 weight. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan government has announced the approval of timber allocations to support a proposed One Sky Forest Products-oriented strand board mill in Prince Albert. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says forestry is northern Saskatchewan's largest sector, supporting 8,000 jobs and hundreds of businesses. She says the One Sky project will help the province's ambitious goal to double the province's forestry sector by the year 2030. The $250 million One Sky mill will have capacity of 600 million square feet of strand board per year. The province is allocating the majority of the timber required for the project, with the remainder to be secured by the company through commercial agreements with other mills, indigenous timber allocation holders, and private landowners. The project is expected to create over 700 jobs, producing board which is a preferred wall, roof, and subfloor sheathing material. Last year, more than $1.1 billion worth of Saskatchewan forest products were sold, almost 30% more than the previous year. On the markets, the TSX is down 54 points at 20,752. The Dow has fallen 95 points at 35,004. Oil is up 84 cents at 69.19 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 12 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.95 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.